0: listener production. Why uranium miners were some of today's worst.
1: And why are consumers losing confidence?
0: Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's Tuesday the 30th of May. Welcome to the ComSec Market Update. Good afternoon, Laura.
1: Good afternoon. I think you need to change your intro to I'm Stevie. I'm Stevie? Well, it's not your... Like legal name, but that's what everyone here calls you.
0: That's true. It's um, a bit funner, Steve, Stephen, Stefan, which is what my mum wanted to call me, and then Dad decided to call me <laughs> Stephen uh, without telling her about it. But anyway, that's a, a story for a different podcast, uh, perhaps.
1: How about the share market? Maybe we should talk about yes, that a little bit. Let's
0: do that because it's the penultimate day of the month. Yesterday, best day in seven weeks.
1: Absolutely.
0: We're doing not that well this month and not today, that Well, Hate pretty, to say it. pretty quiet run for the Aussie share market on Tuesday.
1: We only have one day to go and we're down around 1.4%. So we need to lift that much or more to be in positive territory for the month. I mean, it's not unheard of, but, you know, depends what happens tonight, I suppose. So yes, we did have a pretty dull session on the ASX 200 today. We fell by about a tenth of 1% to 7,209 points and... What happened with the debt ceiling?
0: Yeah, well, the debt ceiling situation is still in focus, and the US and UK markets weren't able to respond to it at all because they were shut last night. They were. So there was a bit of excitement around this yesterday, of course, which is why we had the best day since the 11th of April. And now there are a few headlines jumping around that, you know, maybe there are some people in Congress that aren't too happy about it and won't get it across the line. So this Mm -hmm. is probably still going to continue in coming days. But the idea and the hope is that over the the coming days and over the next week, things should be squared off uh, across Congress and then we'll be hunky-dory and we'll be focusing on other things instead.
1: Yes, so we'll be watching that closely for the coming days as well. But if we look at sectors today, we had about half our sectors improving. Communication services was actually the best and this was bolstered by a lift in shares of Telstra. We also saw energy in real estate stocks under quite a bit of pressure together with financials. So we saw most of the major banks or all of all four major banks posting losses, but ANZ fell the most today. We also got data for consumer confidence today, which is worth noting. So it fell by 1.1% last week after lifting the week before. Now, this is a weekly survey. It's constantly fluctuating. There's lots of uncertainty around the debt ceiling last week. We also have cost of living pressures, especially for those paying off mortgages with higher interest rates. So these are all things that could impact people's confidence and that's potentially why we saw that fall. So average consumer confidence for May fell to its lowest monthly reading since the economic recession in December 1990. So that's that's a long time ago.
0: Exactly. And that that trend's continuing that those, you mentioned this briefly, those that are paying a mortgage off are generally seeing their confidence levels much lower than those who are renting or who are outright owners. So when we do get rate hikes, which we've already had 11 of, and next week could potentially be the 12th, doesn't seem overly likely, but it's always a possibility. A third of Aussie households pay off a mortgage, a third of Aussie households rent, and a third essentially own them outright. So rate hikes don't impact Households in the same way across the board, but not surprising, I guess, that those that have the most debt to pay back are being hit very hard.
1: Absolutely. And stocks today Paladin Energy 20% lower,
0: it was the worst performer on it the was. share market today. This is a uranium miner almost 20% lower today, and that seemed to weigh on at least some uranium producers across the country. So it entered a trading halt at around lunchtime today, which means you can't buy or sell shares in the company for the time being. And this is pending an announcement by the group. So it decided to go into this hold. So the speculation in the media at the moment is that Namibia is considering nationalizing some of its mining assets. And Paladin, well, its flagship project is in Namibia, which is why the shares have come under so much pressure. So another player that has operations over there is deep yellow. That's the reason why it fell almost 10%. And many of the other uranium miners have assets outside of Namibia and Africa. So South Australia, for example, for Boss Energy, the US for Peninsula Energy and the Northern Territory in Australia for energy resources. So that news did not impact the uranium space in exactly the same way.
1: And with a trading halt, that can last for up to two trading sessions before the stock either resumes trading or goes into a suspension. So obviously, the company mentioned that they are going to release some news around what's happening there. So keep an eye out on that. Probably tomorrow or the next day, or see if the stocks come out of that trading halt. But we also saw something similar to this with Chile when its government announced plans to take a slice of lithium miners' operations. And we saw big drags in the lithium space around the time that happened as well. So... That's one to watch in the coming days. We also heard from West Farmers. They had an investor day this morning where they spoke to investors about how the business is doing. I guess the main takeaway was basically that the retail giant flagged tougher conditions. So we're all aware, you know, cost of living, you know, we keep harping on about it. So they said the honeymoon is very much over in their own words. So there's no more government handouts or stimulus and no more low low interest rates And they said the group is well positioned to tackle the situation. I guess that's why we saw the shares lifting on the back of that. They also addressed their takeover of Silk Laser. So back in April, a pharmaceutical subsidiary of West Farmers called Australian Pharmaceutical Industries or API, they made a $169 million takeover offer for Silk Laser. It's basically a laser clinic for non-surgical aesthetics in Australia and New Zealand. So, Silk then received a competing offer from a company in Hong Kong last Tuesday and West Farmers came out today and said they decided not to match the offer. So there's no certainty as to whether the takeover offer will proceed from the Hong Kong company either.
0: And of course, for West Farmers, it's a a company that has basically so many of the best known brands in in retail, Bunnings, Kmart, Target, Officeworks, just to name a few, catch.com.au as well. So... The fact that it's coming out there saying that it's well-positioned to deal with the current environment. I mean, these are brands that are obviously very well-known and are going to be better at putting up with certain shocks. Bunnings, for example, has been one, the driving force of Mm. this company as far as earnings goes. Even when things are going pear-shaped or when things are going well and when competitors come in and try to... um, take a slice of the pie there. They just have been unable to for years. So it, it is, I guess, well positioned in that space.
1: I think Kmart by far is my favorite. I don't know if you ever go to Kmart, but I can literally spend hours in there.
0: I do go to Kmart with do a you? with a young child. I go there to the kids section. Yes. And I, I ride all the toys.
1: <laughs> you, you ride I, the toys?
0: I, I do. They have like these. <laughs> I have like these. What do they call them? Like animals, I guess. Oh,
1: like the rocking ones.
0: The rocking ones. Oh,
1: so you, yeah. Yeah, that's...
0: yeah. I often sit, like when, when mm. people aren't watching, I'll go and sit on one of them and just um, have a great time.
1: Lucky didn't break like the chair in the podcast room, did?
0: It, yes, um, <laughs> I did break a chair in the podcast room, but um, again, let's not talk about that. This is very embarrassing, <laughs> embarrassing stuff. Another, another stock that received attention outside of that retail uh, space is Audio Pixels a stock we've definitely not spoken about on podcast before it rose 34% today. It's not a huge company but it also entered a pause in trading because of the uh, the significance of that move higher. So this is a company that for about two decades it's been trying to revolutionize the way we listen to music by developing audio technology. It lost 3.5 million dollars last year. It lost over 12 million dollars the year before that. So it continues to lose money on an annual basis. We'll wait and see what it comes out with and you know, it's halved in share price over the past year as well. So it hasn't done particularly well. Today, a really big lift, and we'll see what the company announces in the coming days.
1: Qantas, an investment company, Challenger, also uh, had their investor days this morning, and we saw their shares improving on the back of that meeting. We heard from Qantas they seemed quite upbeat about their growth over the next decade. So that could possibly be why we saw that lift in their shares today.
0: A couple of other stocks that um, we'd spoke about yesterday, IDP Education is one. It fell 15% on Monday because of a move from the Canadian government to basically open up its English proficiency testing to competitors. That could take away market share significantly there. So today it bounced back 2%, but again, big four yesterday. And another stock that also we spoke about yesterday was Hum, the payments group. It rose 2% today, 7% yesterday, really big tumble in the tail end of last week though when ASIC basically said it wasn't able to offer buy now, pay later products to new customers. So it basically revoked that. And that's why we've had a bit of an improvement from the stock.
1: Siona Mining was another one. They were the second worst performer after Paladin. And that comes despite completing its $200 million placement to speed up the development of its lithium mines.
0: And this probably deserves a mention too that Siona, one of the reasons why it's dropped back is because it did raise so much money, $200 million from investors at a lower price than what the shares were trading at yesterday, about 15% lower. So it's quite normal for companies when they raise money from investors, they tend to offer up an incentive saying, you know, we'll give you these shares at this price, which is less than what you'd buy them at on the market, and that's why they might go out there and actually give them some cash. So they're going to use that money to help fund developing a lithium hub in, the, in, the northern, in northern Quebec in, the, in Canada. Magnific. Um, Another stock that also received attention, Lifestyle Communities, uh, which was down in the order of 4% for most of the day, develops retirement living properties for over 55s, came out with mixed results saying that a couple of properties are not doing so well as far as sales go, but three others have been doing better than expected. So the share's kind of um, in no man's land at the moment.
1: And looking ahead, as we mentioned earlier, US and UK markets will reopen after being closed last night. So again, the debt ceiling developments happened sort of on Saturday morning after the closing bell overseas. So they'll now have a chance to react to that. We'll also get lots of other economic data. We'll hear from HP about their earnings results. We'll get the House Price Index, Consumer Confidence Index, that's one to look out for, and also the Dallas Fed Manufacturing Index over in the US.
0: And over the next three days, starting tonight, there are going to be updates on inflation in Europe. So every time we get inflation in any major economy, markets watch this because of what it could mean for rates. So tonight, Spain, tomorrow, Germany, France and Italy, and then Thursday night will be the broader European inflation read. So once to watch.
1: From China tomorrow, we'll get purchasing manager's surveys for the month of May. So that will be one to watch and see what happens there. Then a lot of stuff out of Australia tomorrow. But of course, the standout, that inflation data for April.
0: Absolutely. 11.30 a.m. Sydney time tomorrow. This is for April, as you say. The number to watch will be 6.4%. So that's the kind of the what's expected in markets. Anything higher than that is probably going to be bad news for markets. Anything lower would probably help, you know, economists and analysts think that, all right, the Reserve Bank's probably going to feel quite comfortable not touching interest rates next week, which is next Tuesday.
1: And this is the last piece of the puzzle before the interest rate decision. So as you said, exactly a week today. And from the other data that we've got, it's not looking like we should be needing another interest rate hike on Tuesday.
0: Yep. 3% chance of a rate hike. That's what the market reckons. So anything hotter than 6.4 might have that conversation starting again couple of hours before that, the Reserve Bank boss, Philip Lowe, will be delivering a talk as well. So unfortunately, he won't be able to weigh in on the inflation figures that will come out after the speech, which I'm sure he's devastated about. <laughs> but he will be able to talk about spending, wages, jobs that we had in the last fortnight.
1: Maybe he can just take a page out of Trump's book and post it on Twitter. I mean, why not?
0: Well, maybe he will. We'll see how hot the inflation stats he end might, up being.
1: He might just be way too excited and just be like, I have to post this on Twitter.
0: I have a, a feeling he won't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perhaps not. But just lastly, we'll hear from Life360 tomorrow. They'll host, host an AGM and we'll also get numbers on construction work done for the month of March.
0: On that note, it's been a pretty quiet day for markets, but there's still been a lot to talk about. And the next 24 hours are going to be massive for share markets around the world.
1: Well, we'll speak to you tomorrow morning and you'll hear from Stevie and I tomorrow evening. Bye. Bye.